Welcome to Fly Cool Shit, the show where Jeff Petro and Mark Pollard talk about aerobatics, unique airplanes, aviation news, and so much more. Hey pilot, you're cleared to enter the box. Smoke on. Hey guys, welcome to episode 25 of Fly Cool Shit, where we talk about shit and stuff. What's up, Jeffrey P? What's up, Mark? This is going to be a good one. We're recording during the daytime. It's freaking... It's kind of nice. It is nice. I feel like I need like mojito or some type of pina colada. Sounds pretty nice. And I was telling my wife last night, like we were, because we were going to try to record last night and I was like, man, like... There's just like so much crap, like all this stuff changing. Like I'm tired. And she's like, yeah, but like, isn't Jeff on the East coast? I was like, yeah. She's like, yeah. so when you record at seven, he's at recording at 10 o'clock. I was like, yeah. Yeah. She's like he's, he's got, he's way more. You have no excuse. I was like, <laughs> I, I, I hear you, but I, I'm, st- I'm, t- I'm still tired. <laughs> I'm st- I got to meet your wife. I like her already. <laughs> she's cool. She, uh, she definitely, yeah. um, uh, you know, as you can tell, we, we all love talking a bunch of shit, but she like definitely keeps me in check. Oh, really? Logic. She logic checks me all the time. Oh, really? <laughs> like what? Just like that, like, like that situation or just like I'll be saying something and she'll be like, you do that. And I'm like, do I? I guess I do. Huh. Yeah. I guess you're right, honey. Okay, yeah. Pookie. <laughs> Thanks, pumpkin. Oh, man. Do you have any so, like. Do you have any like pet names for your wife? Like, what do you call her? I rarely call her by her name. I usually always call her like babe or something like that, but I don't really have any like yeah, pet so, names. That's what I do. Yeah. Be like, hey, babe. What up, babe? Your babe. Yeah. Pull my laundry, babe. Go wash my airplane. <laughs> Go wash my airplane. Oh my God, I'm getting murdered lately. Later, if she listens to <laughs> How's, uh, I saw so I saw a picture. You were in traffic, but the weather looked nice. Um, you, you got a chance to fly, right? Not today, but yeah, I flew. I flew. Um, oh, it feels like ages ago. What's today? I'm like losing track of days. Uh, Wednesday, I flew on. Oh gosh, was it Friday? Something like sounds that. right. Yeah, I flew. Yeah, I haven't flown in like three months. Went out and flew and. You ever have one of those flights where you don't even know how it happened? Oh, everything yeah. was just like, yeah, everything was just hitting. And I'm like, this is great. And then after like 12, 15 minutes, I'm like, oh, I'm getting really tired. <laughs> I, <need> to- <laughs> I still have to land this thing. So <laughs> it was a short flight, but it was fun. I tried out that um, that new mount on my helmet with the GoPro session I got from Santa Claus. Yeah. And, um, it was good. It, it must've not been tightened cause I did a flick or something and it like widened, it like bent out. Yeah. It moved. Or like, yeah. Yeah. It moved. So, um, I got to fix that. You got to really tighten that, it down, like almost to the point where like you need a screw, you know, to unscrew it with a screwdriver. Yeah. It was just like a year ago where I realized that you can, instead of using your hand to tighten the GoPro mat, you can use a Phillips head. I Isn't never that realized that though. Yeah. Oh I'm yeah. Like, oh, this is life changing right now. Yeah, because sometimes like you can tighten it and then like for whatever reason, you know, it's, they're harder to get off or something. And uh, I've had to use a screwdriver a few times. 
Yeah, that's freaking great. But there's a lot of news going around. I'm sorry for all the noise. I'm juggling because I have a nosebleed and it's not stopping, but whatever. If you don't hear me, just dial 911. <laughs> <laughs> He's lost um, a lot of blood. Losing a lot of blood. I'm going to send you a picture in a second. You're going to be like, holy shit. <laughs> really? It's like that bad? Oh, dude, it's like pouring out. Do you get nosebleeds regularly? Uh, no, maybe like once every uh, once every six hours. No, that's not bad. Yeah, <laughs> that's not bad. That's pretty good. I like. I probably get one like once every other month or something like that. Okay, yeah, I'd say that's like fairly regular. I don't think I've ever had a random nosebleed. Yeah, it was all that coke I did. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Well, you know, all that Miami you partying. That's how you become a great aerobatic pilot. That's oh, at least that's what I was told. That's why I'm shitty. That's what I, I'll just blame it on the coke. Yeah, gotta go find your Snoop Dogg dealer. Yeah, and, uh, get some, uh, get some of that uh, angel dust. <laughs> <laughs> so but you uh, got to no, fly. Got... I'm, I'm jealous, man. Yo, your uh, your wheel pants are not looking good, and you're a wheel pant whore. Oh man, there. So I don't know if I said it on this podcast, but I I think I told you like legitimately this is not a joke this is not a bit i'm i'm dead serious i don't like flying my airplane when it doesn't have wheel pants i don't like i don't like the idea of it i really don't it like it there's something where like you know obviously i'm a fanboy but i like the way extras look with the wheel pants like they don't look that airplane does not look good without wheel pants i don't care if you got to land on a grass strip you need to keep some on on standby if you crack one like they they have it has to have wheel pants and there's something yeah. mentally like when I walk up to that airplane and I'm like I like what part of me even wants to do what I'm about to do right now like look I at feel this like thing. the extra the extra would be like driving not like a Ferrari but like a really nice sports car with all of the spare tires on it instead of the real tires like imagine a Ferrari pulling up with all yeah. the spare tires on it that's yeah. what, that's what it's like flying an extra with that wheel pants. yeah. This is exactly right. So, like, I feel like you know. there's only like a couple airplanes that can get away without wheel pants. That's Sukhois and, and Yaks. I think the what, MX like, can else? get away with it a little bit. I think the MX a little bit. Oh, no way. It's so sleek. Like those wheel pants look really? so, they make it look so. Oh, yeah. If I, I don't know. I mean, I, maybe I've never seen an MX without wheel pants, but. Well, how was ooh. the MX? You just saw one the other day. I did. I finally got. So I. I um, Brit um, had a hangar party to kind of uh, welcome the arrival of the airplane. And so there's like pizza and drinks and stuff. And um, I went and demoed the extra 200, um, which is at the same airport to the uh, prospective buyer, which is in pre-buy right now. And uh, deposits been put on. So that thing's off the market. And, no uh, shit. Where's it going? It, what state? You don't have to say where. No, it's it's going uh, Southern California. Going to oh, a good cool. home. So in. Nice. Yeah, and it's it's going to a buyer that's very much like um, the seller, you know, um, flying a super decathlon in Satabria and just kind of like looking for a little step up as a first time owner. Perfect step. Perfect, Perfect step. step. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, somebody that just wants to do some aerobatics on the weekends, maybe we'll compete and then, you know, we'll enjoy it for a couple of years and then sell it. You know, that, and so that's the airplane like, that that you were selling was it's got a it had an easy life, right? Had an easy life. Uh, the only damage history on it was it's, it uh, smacked a wheel pant in uh, Fargo, North Dakota, 
sorry, smacked a wheel pan. I got wheel pan on the brain. Smacked a spade on the um we, uh, on a taxi sign in Fargo. Oh, you know, you know, like how I mean, you guys probably have it like that. Like I, I had to explain this to uh, one of the guys. I was like, you know, you go to some of these airports where it snows a lot. The signs are higher to account for the snowfall. Um, so you get these right. like really tall signs, and uh, you know, it doesn't take much to smack a spade on a low wing extra, but. Uh, oh, that also implies he was s turning like a motherfucker like you're you're going off you know i mean that that wheel or that uh spade is mid span and you dragged it on the other side of the taxiway so you're yeah. really like your wheel pant was probably almost off the uh <laughs> you know off the uh the pavement to do that so i don't know i don't yeah. know the the context of it uh, i just know the logbook entry but um, that's exciting. It's, it's a clean airplane, you know. And when I was telling them online, I was like, or you know, on the phone, um, I was telling them how clean it was, and I'm like, you know, of course I'm brokering the sale. Of course I'm going to say that, but it's a really, really nice example of a 200. It's one of the nicest in the country. And then they saw pictures, you know, like yeah, it does. It looks looks good, you know. And then they uh, yeah. flew up uh, the the potential the prospective buyer and his broker uh, that is kind of doing the buying side. Uh, flew up and looked at the airplane and they're like, dude, you weren't kidding. This is a nice airplane. I'm like, is this so a nice would you airplane? say that the pictures don't do it justice? I would say the pictures don't do it justice, which is probably my fault for the person taking the pictures, but um, no, you, it's hard to tell. Blame. I know, <laughs> I know. Um, but so. yeah, so uh, I, so I flew, um, I, I took the, uh, the, you know, potential or, you know, pending buyer up and, uh, he, Flew it around a little bit and he enjoyed it and um, came back and went over to Britt's hangar and looked at the MX2 that she bought from uh, Kevin Kimball. So first impression. Well, let me crack my beer. Yeah. Ooh, listen to that. God, nothing like the crack. Crack of a brewski. I'm just so inspired um, from our, our previous guest, Philip, you know, German. Got to have some. Uh, oh, yeah. Got to have some beer. Got to have some beer. So first impression. Um, obviously I like the MX, you know, S and two and whatever iteration, um, you know, I, it's a good looking airplane. It's a, it's a really good looking airplane. Um, no, no, uh, it's, it's clean. You know, in fact, I'd heard that that airplane was that particular airplane was not very clean and not very well taken care of. Um, it looks it's not very beat up at all. It looks very clean. looks very nice. That's looks well, well taken care of. Um, looks well taken care of, you know. Um, I'm not, and I'm not implying that it wasn't well taken care of, but um, at least. Did you, uh, did you sit in it? I did. I did. Um, so, I, you know, I, I poked around the airplane and just kind of looked at it. And because uh, I've just never been, um, I've never been up to one up close. So it was kind of nice to see it. Some things that I liked on the outside were um, I like I really like the siding device, and I don't know if all MXs are like that, but it's got a really nice, robust carbon siding device, and the way it mounts is really nice and it's adjustable. So it's um, from from a uh, like an engineering standpoint, um, that looks really nice. They did a good job on that. And then you know, uh, it's funny you you bring that up with the siding devices. Is we should do a topic on siding device because I have a couple theories with siding devices, and you know one of the things I don't like. Like with the Sukhois or even the extras, the way that they, when you're sitting in the in the back seat, not in the uh, the matcha seat, which by the way that's the new name for the front seat of an extra, is savage seat, 
yeah. savage. We'll just so if you're saying like, oh, I went for a flight, then you could be like, oh, where'd you sit? And I'd be like, oh, I sat massage. <laughs> <laughs> I sat in the massage chair, and it's it's not the kind that you think it is. I just thought of that too. That was not pre-recorded. I literally I like just it. came up with that. I like anyway, it. Anyway, um, so if you're sitting non-massage, um, when you look out to the 45, like you have to really turn your neck. So yeah. what I did on mine, if you look at the video I posted, you kind of see the sighting device I made. Um, you really don't have to turn your neck that much because the idea is that under G, you really don't want to have your neck turned and and strain and yada yada yada. Yeah. So I'm surprised that more people don't do it. That's I mean the French do it. Um, I've seen some other Europeans do it, but there's not. How a did lot you of do people. it? Did you do it on your on your um, canopy? What? Like, how did you draw the 45 to make it easier to see? Like, did you redo your sighting device, or like, how did you? No, I redid the whole thing. I, I, um, I. It was hard because it was like a brand, you know, it was a brand new SC and a brand new sighting device. So I took the sighting device and chopped off the 45 and vertical that they did, and then I got carbon fiber rod. And I made like a jig on the uh, table to yeah. the, just because it's not so hard to measure it, but to get it to stay in place while you uh, secure it. Sure. Um, you know, it just seemed like the right thing to do. Um, and, you know, just did it. It's a big 45. I like it. I've always liked big 45. Oh, so you just made the 45 bigger. Yeah, but I had to redo the vertical part too. So right. it Cause you got to make the vertical up. part taller and then, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I love it. It's because it's big. It's for me, it's easier to catch the horizon, you know, where yeah. as opposed to like a small 45, I don't know. It works for me. I like it, but, um, I got a lot of flack from some friends <laughs> showing up well, to like a training camp and I got this like barn door as a <laughs> ginormous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why I asked about the canopy. Like, have you seen that where some people line the canopy for uh 45 and vertical? I kind of like it. So I um you talking about looking to the side or looking on coming across the top of something like toward on the top of the canopy on the side. So I've seen like um I've seen, you know, some like I've seen pits do this where they almost put that like, you know, how, how the pits has like that. Uh, I wouldn't even know how to describe it, but it's 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 not like ours, how it's a triangle. You know, it goes it's like 90 and then 45 to the uh, to the siding device, whereas the pits right. has that like that line that comes out and it's like it's got basically X's, you know, it's like nineties and 45s all the way around it. So it like completes yeah, yeah, a circle yeah. kind of thing. I've seen people put that kind of design that like circle design inside the canopy. Um, and obviously like you line it and align it, um, to your seating position to where like, you don't need the siding device on the, uh, on the wing. You just do it based on that. Right. 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 Um, I'm just surprised more people yeah. don't do that. The only thing I'm going to consider doing is I don't have any idea how to start with it. Maybe somebody can message me, but on the, um, on the top of the canopy, like coming across to, to nail a 45 down, I was thinking about maybe doing something, but I'm so used to I using saw that device. So you mentioned you, you just reminded me, I don't know if it's Chris Thomas. There's somebody that either, I think it's a, on a one design has that has the line on oh, the really? top for the 45 down. And it's, it was super clever. I'd never seen that until. I saw a video of this person doing it. I can't remember if it was him or not. Um, yeah, it's so funny. I mean, you think about all these things, and I'm sure there's some, like, really good, you know, we can we can say this now because we are we have a base. We have some fans. But I'm sure there's a couple of people out there that are really great aerobatic pilots that are like, it's not the sighting device. It's not this it's pilot. And I get that. It's just fun to talk to because, you know, you take a guy like old man Mamastov and he can get into anything and win. 
yeah. and he's flying with a you know a stock site and all this shit. So um, I think it. What I'm getting at is that it, it really just comes down to what makes you mentally feel good and what. Quote well, that's that's you. everything. The mental, like whatever, whatever handicap mentally you can give yourself in terms of like, like, again, it's like the wheel pants. Like, I, I, I think I texted you after the flight. I was like, dude, I just like, I can't engage. Like, I can't get into it. Like, I feel, yeah, I feel like I'm flying a shitty airplane and it's, it's mental. <laughs> it's obviously mental. It's so dumb. Um, but that, the, but those are the kind of hurdles. Like that's the kind of crap I have to overcome, which is so dumb. But like, um, you know, if it's sighting device makes you feel better or fuck, I don't know, hooker harness color choice or what? I don't know. P strips like obviously the P strip thing is, is, you know, um, heavily de- debatable and, and subjective. But um, oh, my yeah. God. Well, you know me. I mean, I'm yeah, I'm you're clean. sober. Yeah, I'm clean. And I P-strip encourage sober. a lot of people to go out there. I encourage I encourage it. <laughs> You know, it it does obviously it makes it easier. It's like kind of like one of those things where it like it, it makes the airplane fly easier. But if you just took oh, totally. the time to learn it right, it, it you don't it doesn't make the airplane fly better in any way. It just it just it makes it fly worse, actually, to be honest yeah. with you. I mean it may make you find center better, but it slows the roll rate. So theoretically yeah. that's making it fly worse, right? Yeah. No, a hundred percent. Um yeah, so um, that um, I really liked. The, it was ironic that, that that was kind of the first thing that popped in my head about uh, Brits MX2 was the sighting device, but that was like really the first thing I looked at and was like, "Damn, dude, this is like this is clean. Like this is a nice piece of tech, nice piece of engineering that they did, and it's super simple. It's just you know a carbon rod, um, but it's nice because it's adjustable, so you can really like you can loosen the clamps and move it back and forth, and then." Um, you know, it was fully adjustable. Whereas like, I, what I don't like about the extras, at least mine, is it's not adjustable at all. It's fixed point, fixed position. You can't move it up or down depending on your seating position. So you're really kind of stuck. Um, yeah. But uh, that, it's a beautiful airplane. It's it's it looks fast. It it looks good. You know, had no there was nothing I like walked around the airplane on and looked at. And I was like, huh. Um. That I can rem- that I can really remember, but um, I sat in it. Now, was that a factory build or a kit? Like, what's the deal? Like, there was some ones that the MX company sent out, and you could build at home, and then there was ones that they would build for you, right? Yeah, and I don't know I wonder- what this one is. I think it's serial number seven, if I remember correctly. And I don't, dude. I I actually don't know. I don't know if it was uh, if Kevin built that thing. Um. It looks clean. I mean, what, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. And, you know, so I I, um, I sat in the back seat to kind of test it out. Not the matcha seat. <laughs> you, didn't, <laughs> you, you sat non-massage? Non-massage. Um, and <laughs> so the recline <laughs> angle is crazy. It's extremely yeah, that's why, reclined. Like, Rob and Adam and all those guys, they look so relaxed when they fly. They're like laying yeah. down pretty much. And that's kind of the nice thing, like that up and down position of most aerobatic airplanes, including the extra, like the mid wing, you sit so, I mean, you can recline a little bit, um, but it doesn't feel the same ergonomically. Like if you recline, you just sit farther away and like, it doesn't feel right, at least to me, um, the way I'm built, but you know, it felt pretty good. The pedals were obviously adjustable. Um, the thing that I didn't like in terms of uh, ergonomics was 
my my knees are super close to the bottom of the dash, which is really uh, weird because I'm you know I'm not that tall. I'm five seven, and so no. um, I you know that's the something that reminds you of that every day. I know, asshole. He's like five eight. That's that's the worst part. It's like an inch taller. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Um, so I, you know, it's something that I would have to like learn. You know, you just can't move your your knees a lot. And I don't know that what, yeah. why you would need to, but like you just, you just can't move it a lot. So it's just like, it's a weird too. To cause, consider. cause Rob is like six foot four or five probably. Yeah. And yeah. you know, maybe it she obviously works in there that were wrong. No, I mean, it, you know, her, she's, um, smaller than me. So like I could, I could have moved stuff a little bit and I, I, I was too high in the airplane. I closed the canopy and I was like, without a helmet an inch away. And I, so I like to be a little lower than that. I like to be like two yeah. inches with a helmet on. So I'm, I was probably two inches high. Um, so I, you know, if I was to, to go fly the thing, um, I could, I could fit better into it and the pedals are adjustable. They were at like a good position. Um, but just, it's just the way the dash is built and how your knees go under the dash and how reclined you are. It's, it's a really, um, it's an interesting position cause it's, it's from a, um, like a profile standpoint on the, on the, the fuselage, you're very streamlined in the fuselage, you know, yeah. like the extra is a big fuselage. Whereas you look at the MX and it at first looks as big, but you realize how much less room you take up, um, vertically. You're like your vertical profile from foot to head than, than in an extra. It's, it's kind of weird. It's a really um, exciting time though. And I'm really happy Brit and, um, yeah, Who's congrats, Brett. She's partners with uh, Dave Watson. What's the other guy's name. Yeah, so I'm excited yeah. for that airplane because it's a really good, you know, because we've seen everybody's seen Rob fly it, and um, you know, there's been some others. I think Steve Grossmeyer has flown it, but he's had one for a while. So I'd be curious to see how it Steve does Johnson. the advance. Yeah, but he's had his for so he's kind of honed in on it. So it's nice to see yeah. somebody who's new to it. To and I'm really it. curious to see how it does. My biggest thing is like, I wonder how how fast it's going to be in the box. That's, that's, that's the common, well, you know, theme with this airplane. Here's what's kind of, here's what's crazy. So, you know, I was talking to her a little bit about the engine and you know, it's a, it's a Lycon 540. I thought it was a 580. It's a Lycon 540 in there. And, you know, she's telling me some of the speed numbers that she's getting in cruise. And I'm just like, why would you even need a Lycon? Like, why would you hop up a 540? Right. Uh, because I mean, she's getting like 220 knots cruise. Like that's insane. That's it's got to be a pumped up motor though. I'm sure it's like no, it is. Compression. It is. It, uh, she said that Kevin said it was doing something like 340 or 350, which who knows if it is, but uh, wouldn't wouldn't shock me based on those numbers. Um, but it, it means yeah. you really got to like manage your power uh, flying aerobatics. That's just going to be a box hog. Exactly. <laughs> that's the thing. That's my nickname in college. <laughs> Oh my god, that's freaking funny! You like that? <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm it. excited. I'm excited to see her fly it. I, uh, um, I mean, I've seen a couple of videos of her flying it. She's getting used to the airplane. I'm excited. I'm excited for her, just airplane wise. It's cool, you know, from an an av geek standpoint. It's freaking awesome. Yeah. Um, it's cool to see an MX um out here hanging out. You know, I I don't know of another one on the West Coast. So what what do you think of the uh, the Steinbeck interview? I liked it. 
I it, it, it was exactly it was exactly what I expected. Um, very German in in delivery, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Um, but I thought an, he um, analytical, he was more relaxed. And, yeah, yeah, no, and, and um, I thought he super nice guy. Like basically exactly what we kind of knew what he was going to be. You know, he's very nice. He's very intelligent. Um, yeah. very appreciative of of the industry and everything around him. And and I thought he was pretty honest. You know. And it seems like he's coming back to competition, which is like amazing because we need more unlimited guys. That would be cool. Yeah, it'd be cool to watch him, you know, and yeah. especially like, you know, from a, a marketing standpoint, you know, to get him and, and Christian Bolton um, maybe in the competition scene a little bit in the air show yeah. scene a little bit with those airplanes like that only makes that's a natural step uh, for them and, and for Gamebird. So like that, that right there would be. I mean, if they don't do that in 2021 or 2022, I'd be shocked. What do you think with this GB2? Like, what do you really think it is? What I really think it is, is it's probably a single seat experimental. That's that's my my guess is a single seat experimental. So that's really interesting because the S-Bach or Extreme Air, I guess the Extreme Air um, was being used. And then I heard that some pilots went to the two seat with the single canopy because they thought it was a little more stable and same, you know, pretty much the same performance. So that's why I'm curious. Stable in what way? I mean, um, it just wasn't as pitchy. Um, okay. A little bit. That does seem less. to be Phillips kind of, um, uh, thing. It looks like it just, it looks and sounds like he, he likes a, uh, a healthy elevator. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to say the least. Yeah. So, but it's I'm I'm wondering though if they're going to with the GB two, um, because think about it if they if they go to a single seat most likely it's going to have a different wing and fuselage so they got to make all these jigs again and do all the testing, um, which probably don't leave it experimental to be honest. But I'm thinking they might go four cylinder. I was thinking about that the other day to hit up the European market with mm. the fuel because of the cost of fuel. That would be really or, cool. I just wonder how or, competitive that wait, would wait, be wait. in the U.S. market. Yeah, or maybe they're going a route that they're doing with um, that extra did. They made an electric one. Maybe maybe the GB2 is electric. Same fuselage, same wing, but electric. I'm going to get shit on this uh, uh, for this, but that would be awesome. If they did a, a two-seat electric certified, game. that's a game changer. That's a game changer. Let's be... I'm going to be flat out. Oh, oh I see what you, I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> game bird, game, game changer. bird changer. Get it? <laughs> um, th- this, that's where they look. That's where GA is going to go. Right. That's yeah. uh, th- this industry is going to go electric. Um, it's just a matter of time. And so, you know, um, I think, unfortunate. Right. I think, I think it's electric. It'd be really cool. Uh, um, that'd be super cool. They, they would be, if they're able to do it and get it going, they would be the only, I mean, extra did it, but they're not producing it. I mean, well, if and they, they started, stopped, they the stopped testing game. on it too. Um, which I don't know why I forgot. Eric extra told me, um, there was, there was some incident or something, not with this airplane, but with, um, some other electric program. And they were like, you know what? We're just going to stop, um, stop yeah. the testing on it. But it, that's, that's where everything's going. Uh, and it's smart, you know, uh, the way fossil fuels are and, and combustion engines, like the writing's on the wall, you know, and obviously aviation takes 60 years behind everybody else to, to make a change. But, um, eventually, you know, these 
more economical to operate electric um, airplanes are going to become more more popular. And there there already are electric LSAs and stuff like that. Um, and you know the topic can be debated forever on you know how they suck the the sound of them sucks or whatever you know whatever it is. But um, yeah. It, you know, know that would, from a development standpoint, I tell you what, you know, we, we talk a lot of shit about the not not sh- literal shit, but like we, we talk a lot um, back and forth about these other these all these different companies, extra, you know, MX Gamebird. Right. Uh, or, I'm sorry, Game Composites and, and uh, Gen Pro and stuff like that. And Zivco especially. And, you know, about how, you know, they basically became a defense contractor um, with, uh, you know, airplane manufacturing on the side. Right. If yeah. if Game Composites was try if if they set out to try to do the same thing and i'm not saying they did or are but if they did this would be the way to do it the gb2 being yeah. a you know a two-seat certified electric or something like that would be right huge for development and and you know um owning owning the technology of that you know i'll be sick i mean i would do something cool with it if i um if i was ever able to afford one to get one i'd put like an f22 like sound to it so this when i was flying you know, a sequence you would just hear this and a turbine spooling up and flying by the whole time. That'd be pretty cool. Or you oh, can yeah. do like a, um, you can do a radial engine. You can have all these, we should invent and copyright like a sound chip that will go along with each aerobatic aircraft electric engine. Well, that's like BMW, you know, like they pipe in uh Porsche does too. Like uh, several of these companies uh, like that, that are hybrid or electric will pump in, um, fake engine sounds into the cockpit or I'm sorry, into the cabin of the car, not really? out, but you can easily do that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I think even Tesla, like you can just pick whatever engine you want and it'll just make the car sound like that inside. Oh, it doesn't, cool. doesn't have a speaker for outside or anything like that, but you could, you know, that's like some RC airplane shit, dude. You could easily do that on an electric aerobatic airplane. Just make it sound like a <laughs> fucking P51 Mustang. <laughs> yeah. They probably do that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. What do you, so is that what you, is that what you're going for with GB2? You're thinking electric? Yeah, I mean, why they have no reason really to produce a single seater if they if the airplane looks dope with a single seat canopy on it and can perform just as good. Like what's the point? Um I kind of I kind of much, uh I I I I'm going to agree with you. I I still think that maybe that's what I'm what it is though, but I agree with you. Like yeah. and that's kind of what I've been saying this whole time is like that gap that gap uh the separation between single seat and, and two seat in terms of performance it has has closed quite a bit. I mean, you can make these yeah. airplanes so light to where having having two cockpits, um, you know, is really not a big deal. You just throw a single place canopy on and go. Yeah. But um, yeah, we'll see. But see. Yeah. I don't think I think Philip said it's not happening anytime soon or probably like a year or a year and a half. And, uh, you know. Who knows? Maybe they're doing that to like get into the uh, GA market. They're, it's like using it as uh, game birds as a test bed just to test the engines. Yeah. And then they'll um, supply them to like Cessna and Piper or maybe or something like that. Well, in hell, maybe the GB2 is like not even an aerobatic airplane. Maybe it's just like some LSA, you know? Oh, can you imagine? Ugh. You never know. I mean, I guess it just depends if, on like, you know, like if, MX is a boutique aircraft builder, right? If Game Composites wants to be a, a an aircraft company, you know, like Cessna, right. 
you know, you, maybe you do start seeing the the expansion of fleet types and and different things, you know, using that technology, right? I mean, like they have the, you know, he, he they obviously know composites and and can build wings and and airfoil shapes, and you never know. I don't know. Yeah. Oh my god! If Philip ever like made a non-aerobatic airplane, if he had a ponytail, we would just go there and chop it off. <laughs> he he built some uh, non he built some like ultralights, didn't he? Yeah, no, he built like a like a Lancer type airplane. I, I read up on it. It's actually really cool. It's like the um, yeah. What if he? What if the GB two was a helicopter, an aerobatic helicopter? Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> Can you imagine a helicopter like uh, with that green, white, and black paint job? That'd be so sick. That'd be sick. That'd be sick. <laughs> you know, speaking of like those uh, Lancer, I was looking at a um. A glass air sportsman over the uh, weekend on Saturday. What an awesome, awesome. Did you actually airplane. go look at it? Look at it. Yeah, I looked at it, sat in it. It was raining that day, so I'll, I'm gonna go for a ride a different day. But it's it basically basically looks like a um, a tail dragger 172. Um, which we call it. It's got an IO 390 in it. It does 150 knots in cruise at 75 percent power. You can go into you know whatever short runway or grass or tundra or whatever. And uh, it's got about like, I don't know, 50 gallons at 10 gallons an hour. Um, really cool plane price tag. I think it's 250 new, but used is like 300 hours on the motor. Say they're like a buck 80 or something like that. But dude, it's basically a Cessna tail dragon. that does 150 yeah. knots. No, they're cool. I, I used to always drool over it. Like, uh, I don't know if you remember they had that two week to taxi program with that thing where like you yeah that's factory. what they were doing yeah yeah I would uh, would dream about doing that and, like and obviously like make a hopped up one like throw a five forty in it you know and like sick paint job and crazy avionics and just do it so awesomely you know and then have two week to taxi that'd be so much fun I mean, what a fun yeah. like vacation to do you know where you just go and like build out this build airplane. an airplane yeah yeah so and I like it too because it's got a stick it doesn't have a yoke. Yeah. And um they're good airplanes from what I understand. They're they're like, you know, like a pretty reliable airplane. That's what everything say. I'm doing more research on it, but I think I might um in the future I might pull the trigger on one. I'm really I need to get some I got to get my IFR. I'm not an IFR pilot. Um so I got to get my rating, but I never got it because I didn't want to get it and not have an airplane to, you know, keep up on it with. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been waiting and um if I can get this airplane, because then it fills the void of like um, being able to go into grass fields, it's tailwheel, it's you can go low and slow, you can go and you can cross country it at 150 knots, you know. Oh, totally. You can travel in that airplane. Yeah. So, I mean, what what else is out there that you can do all that? I mean, and I really like 80 percent of the flying that I would, you know, do with it, especially over the winter, would just be local local bullshit flying and going into like, you know, little grass strips and stuff. So, um, you know, why get like a Cessna Cardinal or a Mooney or something like that, that you really can't, you can, but it's just, it's not fun. It's a yoke, you know, you, it's not tailwheel. So like it only really fills one niche of cross country. And like, how often do you really go cross country? Right. You know, that's a good point. So yeah, it's a great point. Um, and it's, um, <laughs> and it doesn't have the massage chair. It's got two massage chairs. Ooh, it's side by side massage. Two massages for the price of one. Yeah, 
So <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I, I love those airplanes. I really do. Yeah. So I'm going to look into it some more. The only issue I have is, um, there was like a, I guess it's, well, it's experimental. So it'd be a service bulletin, right? Not an AD. I think you can, no, you can have ADs on a, uh, experimental. Yeah. There was something with the tail. I, I guess people were smacking a tail wheel because it's monocoque. Yeah. It, um, you know, you're getting some stress cracks or something like that. So that's my only thing. And I didn't see any like accidents that had ever happened with something uh, failing with the monocoque at a fuselage. So that's the only thing I really want to look into is, um, is that area. But besides that, the rest of the airplane is, I mean, it's, it's a four seater. Yeah. Fuck. And they no, do something cool. really cool with it too. So they have side, they have side by side uh, for the front the pilot, co-pilot. And then for the two seats in the back, it's actually an option. So you can get it without seats in the back and I guess use it for baggage or less weight. But you can do a regular two plus two where they're forward facing seats, but you can also, or they also do it where they face the rear, which is great when you think about it, because number one, like how often do you really use all four seats in a Cessna, like 172? So true. Rare. And then if you do, like, why not have them facing backward? Because then they get more shoulder because it gets, you know, it gets skinnier as it goes back. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was a cool idea. It's got a lot of cool things. Especially like you can like, you know, like if you were, if you. You know, you could s- sit facing back and then recline, you know, and just kind of lounge out and look at the world kind of going past you. Like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. No, it's awesome. And it's 150 knots. I mean, that's the best part about it. It's not bad. That's not bad yeah, at so, all. So, I mean, like, I'd like to do a trip down to, like, you know, with my family or just my wife. Like, if we went down to Florida twice a year, like, do you really need a 200-knot airplane for, I mean, you spend an extra... So you spend an extra hour and a half in the cockpit each way, you know, yeah. and now you have an airplane that you can use, you know, it's so much more versatile. Yeah. Um, in my opinion. I agree. Um, but there, I will say though, that, you know, the Lancers and the, they're really pretty airplanes like the Lancer 360 and oh God, they're <laughs> really, hot. I mean, they're gorgeous airplanes. I mean, you could do a Lancer four, you know, but you're What's talking that? a different, it's a four seat Lancer. Is it tailwheel? No, tricycle gear. It looks just like, um, I mean, it looks very similar to, um, you know, Maché's Lancer. It's just a four seat, yeah. a little bit bigger cabin. Um, retract, obviously. Um, That's the other thing is I don't want to do retracts. Yeah, it's like you kind of get into like, a, you know, you're talking about a different world at that point from a, a, a glass air sportsman. Yeah, but... um. Oh, yeah, I'm excited to fly it. I really am. Um, oh, and if anybody's out there listening, just um, message us or me and let me know what you think about it. If there's something like really bad about it, let me know so I can just stop fantasizing about getting one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, you know, what I was thinking, too, is I was looking at there. I mean, I'm just obsessed with this airplane right now. It's been like a week. You know, how you like it. Like, you find I something love you really that. Like, yeah, I was just going to say, get, I like, love really that. Really obsessive about it. So like, we think, I'm we think looking- very similar. Yeah, so I'm already looking at paint schemes, and I think I'm gonna do like I'm not gonna do. You're gonna um, repaint it? Well, no, I was thinking about like paint schemes and everything like that. And if I ever repainted it, or if you know, God willing, I doubt get new. But so you get new, like I would do minimal as possible, and then like leave the canvas, you know, do like two colors on it, and then leave it so you can change the accent colors with vinyl. 
so like with my extra, I didn't really do any like curves or anything like that. Cause I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go kind of somewhat plain. And then if I ever want to add like a checkerboard or like some, you know, like those like pointy things that like are arced and shit as, so I can always just get vinyl and add that. And then after two years, I'll probably grow old, old of it and just be able to take it off. Or maybe I want to change the color. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's a good idea. So yeah. Yeah. Why not? I like it, dude. Why not? Why not? So yeah. Glass hair sportsman. That's the new obsession right now. Do they still build kits for them? Yeah, I was looking online at the factory. Um, well, Dale Snodgrass gave them like a video. He did a video with them on it and really loved it. Um, and they shut down the two week to taxi program because of COVID. Okay, so so it's it's something that they're they're still producing kits and stuff like that. It's just oh yeah, um, no, it's a real company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, it's, it's a real real deal, dude. Real deal, real deal. So, Holyfield. Yeah, <laughs> um but yeah and then we got to talk about this air venture thing going on yeah let's talk about it do 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 news stuff (laughs) (laughs) is that gonna be our news segment i don't know uh yeah let's talk about massage hop into the massage seat (laughs) into the massage seat into the hot seat yeah Um, so um tell us what Tell us what's going on. Tell, tell us what AirVenture is doing. Okay. I just have Mitch actually just forwarded to me uh, from his booth. Let me uh, just open Mitchie. his email. Mitch, Mitch at flycoolshit. That awesome. Um, it says two for one dual AirVenture airshow performances. So I'm assuming they're going to have two of them going at the same time. Uh, let's see here. An innovative airshow format to promote social distancing will be part of EAA AirVenture Oshkosh 2021. As the afternoon air show will at times feature a split performance area that accommodates two X flying at the same time. The split performance areas along Oshkosh's 11,000 foot flight line will be used as airbag displays with aircraft that have a have a smaller performance footprint. So like all prop airplanes, obviously the jet teams aren't going to do this. So that's a really awesome idea. I love it. I'm, and, I'm um, blown away um, at the ingenuity of that. I really, I really yeah. like this idea. That's something that like you and I would have thought of because we're smart like that. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, what's going to be really great. I think it's going to actually, I'm just thinking about it now. Um, and I think it's going to maybe, sorry, I'm just switching my nosebleed thingies. Are you still there. bleeding? Oh dude. I can like, I'm like at a box. I just, I'm in a heavyweight title match right now with my nose. <laughs> um, no, it's going to entice the performers to do better and do, yeah. um, and not, you know, I'm not getting at, you know, getting close to the edge at all. I'm talking about being innovative and being crisp. Like Matt, like Chapman was saying, like, you know, like bang out your, your hesitation rolls. Don't be sloppy. Don't be lazy. So I think that's going to like keep people in line, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to think of this, like, it, would there be a negative? Would there be a um, as a performer? Okay, you hear about this change. How? What do you think in your mind? Like, where does your mind go? So, as a, if I was a performer, I'm not a performer. Um, so take this with a grain of salt. But the only issue I could see with it is that it could be distracting to as you're flying aerobatics to see other things going on. You know, so yeah. if you get like a Jean Susie. Or say you get like the aeroshell team or somebody who's blowing like a ton of smoke. 
and, and like wingtip smoke. And you're like, you know, you're coming down for like say an inverted pass or you're coming to do something. And then all of a sudden you're heading down the runway and you can't see, sometimes you can't see right in front of you. And all of a sudden you see a biplane pull vertical, you know, and it's not, I'm not saying it's dangerous where he's pulling. I'm just saying it's distracting. Yeah. So, you know, focus is, is definitely going to be an issue, but you know, yeah, cause Oshkosh, you're dealing with I two, mean, you're going to be dealing with two, uh, potentially two air bosses, obviously two boxes. Um, yeah, I guess not two two wavered airspaces, but certainly two two boxes, two show boxes. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, that's that's a distraction because you're talking about you know, um, obviously there's coordination between getting aircraft you know into the hold, waiting for their performance out, um, into the box, and cycling these airplanes in and out, landing, taking off, and then. Yep the performer being having to be hyper focused on his routine. And it's just like, you know, all it takes is like one of those, like what the fuck was that kind of like look overs. Cause you, you see a blip of an yeah. airplane or, or some distraction that you're not typically used to. Cause um, I can only imagine that this is a new concept to most performers. Yeah. So they're probably not going to let the newbies kind of do it or people that don't have a lot of air venture experience. So I'm sure it's going to be like, I would assume it'd be like, um, well, Tucker uh, is Tucker flying air shows. I don't know. He's I don't. He's not flying his solo act. Um, and from what so I, I understand, his like, multi ship team is kind of dead in the water. Yeah, so it'd be like Goulian and Wagstaff, I guess. Um, I don't know. Like there's or Goul- Chambliss Holland. Yeah, that's true. Chambliss Holland. Well, Red Bull does their own thing where they like need the whole box and they do like the Red Bull Air Force or something. Yeah, but I don't know that they're gonna do that because like Red Bull's not. Red Bull's not involved anymore. So I wonder. Um, what do you mean Red Bull's not involved anymore? Well, as far as like air racing, you know, it's like they used to do that thing uh, where like they do like the mock air racing or whatever, right? No, no, no. I meant like the, um, the they do like something with skydivers and stuff, and, you know? Oh, okay. And, heli- and the helicopters and shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and like, you know, there's tons of like Warbird flying and stuff. So like they're going to have to coordinate like, um, and you know, I don't know. I don't. Maybe they will do like Blue Angels on one side, Thunderbirds on the other. I don't know. I think I don't think they could possibly do that. No, I can't way. imagine them There's doing that. No way. <laughs> um, fucking epic. That'd be fucking insane. <laughs> but they could do. You're right. They could do like Aeroshell team on one side, and then have like Warbird flybys on the other side, or something like that. To where you know some of these like larger um, Banana Pass type you know performances where you're just you're just having like flybys and and. You know, um, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I they're know. gonna need more acts, though. They're gonna need more acts, or people are gonna have to fly more. You literally have to double. Oshkosh, yeah, you have yeah, to double Oshkosh the acts. Pay you? They don't pay you, right? They mu- they have to. I don't think why you would, get any, paid why to fly would Oshkosh. Why would anybody do it otherwise? I think because it's like a, a not a privilege, but like you get all these people. So if you have sponsors, which nobody has really besides Goulian, um, you get these sponsors that get on your wings and you get to put them in front of hundreds or millions of people. That's like the idea, I think. Barf. But I could be wrong. Could be wrong. I, I, fuck you. It makes sense from a mark. Yeah, exactly. But like, it makes sense from a marketing point of view. That's why like with the IAC. Yeah, but you know what? That show makes so much money. Like this is another thing. Like we can go down this EAA rant all day. You know, like this is another thing where like, oh, we want, we're going to make money off your back and not, reciprocate hate to be shitty about it and say it like that but 
you know, probably get hate yeah. mail over it, but like they oh, have Tom to pay. Pomer- them. There's Tom Pomerosny is going to freaking call you later tonight <laughs> <laughs> and be like, excuse me, Mr. Pollard. <laughs> You're being sued for <laughs> slander. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe all the Arabatic guys should go on strike. They have to get paid. There's no way they don't get paid. We got to ask Rob this. Well, when do you think about it? The, like this thing about this, right? Why do you go to an, you go to an air show to see? I'm not going to ask you a rhetorical question, but you be, you go to an air show to see Arabic planes flyer. Yeah, and funnel cakes. Funnel cakes <laughs> is the only reason so I like, go to an air show. Yeah, but you're fucking like 400 pounds. So true. It's true. <laughs> but like you go to an air show to see aerobatics. So at AirVenture, you know Wagstaff, Gooley, and um, Tucker wears IAC. Um, all these guys are IAC. Yeah. You know, all these guys fly AirVenture and people are drawn to this to this show, which is EAA. And then you look at the IAC and it's like the IAC is almost like it's like the redheaded stepchild almost. Like it's like, oh, come to AirVenture, guys. Like, come fly. Cool. cool. All right. We'll see you next year. Like, wait, yeah. we need some help. We have we have 4,000 members. We need help. You guys have hundreds of thousands. Like, we need your help. Yeah. Yeah, it, there there needs to be, uh, man, I don't know. We we've talked about this so much about the IAC. Um, but like, like what if like, like I don't know what, what if, the like, answer they, is. I what if they went know. on strike? What if they? <laughs> that sounds so ridiculous. The, what if well, they went on strike? No, I, I mean, I like I see what you're saying, but it's, it like, and that's kind of what I mean. Like these guys have to get paid. Like it, and it's and it. Obviously, you know, you can make money doing air shows and, and it's a business and it's a profession and, and you should be paid. But it, it, it does like lend itself like you, you're you have a point because um, these guys are they most male and female performers have that, that we've seen today have come through the IAC, IAC ranks of some, you know, uh, some you keep talking. Pedigree. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get the. While you're talking, I'm gonna get the performer. Actually, Mitch, send me over the performer list for Air Venture. <laughs> yeah. So you know, you're you're talking about the majority of aerobatic performers in the air show industry are are IAC members and are either you know um, local competitors at the very least, but more than likely national competitors and national champions and um, high level competitors and on the national stage and even the world stage. So it's like. Um, yeah, it, it's a weird thing where you look at the IAC and, and then you're just like, there's no, I don't know. It almost feels like the IAC has no affiliation with air shows, which I guess they don't. Well, I mean, but you have the four minute free. Yeah, but that like anybody could do that at an air show. Like you don't have to, that doesn't, you know what I mean? Like that doesn't correlate to, I mean, I, I see what you're saying. Cause like that essentially is an air show routine um the four minute free you know like that's really what it's for right it's it's to wow the 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 spectators watching it's not necessarily to be judged on a resty but yeah i I don't it's a it's a weird thing you know and the obviously i'm not an aerobatic performer i don't know the ins and outs but it is interesting to look at like where the iac fits in and where it doesn't and like how eaa how you know the iac is a part of eaa and and what EAA does in terms of uh, it's kind of overall blanket on so experimental aircraft off. and warbirds and, and the IAC falls under that. I don't know. I'm going to read off the performers that are IAC or I think that are IAC. So yeah. from the way it's listed, uh, Vicky Benzing, she flew, yeah. she's a competition oh, yeah. person. Absolutely. Jeff Bourbon. Yep. Competition. Kirby Chambliss. 
Yep. Kevin Coleman. Yep. Mike Goulian. Yep. Um, Although Rob I'm pretty, Holland. Kevin Coleman's a maybe. I think he is. No, he flew. No, he flew. Right? He flew some. Yeah. I think yeah. he flew like a few years back. I don't know. Yeah. I I've, I think he, I definitely feel like he's, he's full in competition. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rob Holland. Yep. Del Collar. I don't know. Um, yeah, Del flew some competitions. Okay. Um, Gene Susie, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Bill Stein. Absolutely. Patty Wagstaff. David Martin. Like these oh, guys are all yeah, all of them IAC, and like yeah. yeah, I get I get it. Like Matt Youngkin's never flown competition; he's not IAC. I get that. Aeroshell team, Aeroshell, maybe maybe some of the pilots have, but like the team is not an IAC type team. Um, who else here? Geico Sky Typers, uh, Nathan Hammond. Maybe he flew competition. I don't know. I never heard of him. But most of the majority of these guys are IAC, and like I'm not saying that like the air venture should revolve around the IAC. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that like the IAC is in, you know, we're in, it's in rough shape right now. There's no doubt. The IAC should be in, they should be covering in some way. And I don't mean like just looking at you and I don't mean paying your way. Um, but like aerobatics done at an air show. I, that should be done under the IAC on, of, you know, whether it's sanctioning or whether it's like, you know, so, some sort of, uh, you know, you know how like the ACE program, like it all, all of that should be kind of intertwined with IAC, I feel like, and ICAS and stuff like yeah. that. I, I could be totally saying, wrong and people might be like, no fucking way should that happen. But it is kind of funny yeah. that anybody can just do aerobatics willy nilly. And I'm not saying that it this would provide a means to like sanction it to where like people that aren't IAC competitors um, can't perform but it's like a subset it's another subset of aerobatics so like you have competition and you have air show like why wouldn't the iac be a part of both totally and i'm not saying that the eaa doesn't like maybe help with insurance or lawyer i'm sure that but like we need marketing we need we need outreach we need like members that's what we need you know and yeah. i don't know who what, what the fuck do i know but i'm just saying that it'd be nice to have more of a presence of the brand IAC at air venture to display. I mean, there's yeah. the IAC pavilion. It's beautiful, but you know, it'd be nice to have somebody fly for the IAC at air venture. It'd be nice to have, you know, the national champions be able to do like banana passes like they did with the Giles, you know, celebration just to make it more enticing to come to nationals and, and grow that base that way. And, you know, I think there's, there's a ton of things and it's, I think we're just, you and I are so passionate about it because it's such a fun, fun sport. And uh, yeah, um, you know, I was also thinking what would be cool is remember they did at Air Venture, it was like they took on some like Tucker Goulian and I think somebody else took on a uh um a student pilot and throughout Air Venture they trained them and they got them to solo. Remember that? No, that was so that so wasn't yeah. part of the Stars of Tomorrow kind of thing. No, no, no. It was just like basically they, you know, somebody I guess applied and they got in and. You know, they were getting, they got them ready to solo at Air Venture or something. Um, this is going back a while. Maybe I think I'm right, but it basically it leads me to like what, to, what I'm going to say is that it'd be fun to take somebody who's never flown aerobatics but has a pilot's license, right? Have a, like American Champion sponsor this and get Goulian, stick Goulian in the back. And throughout Air Venture, you know, Goulian's going to take him through the primary sequence and teach him it. 
And at the end of Air Adventure, he'll fly to primary sequence at, you know, altitude, at the right altitudes per IAC rules with the box. And he'll fly to primary sequence on the last day of Air Adventure as Goulian, you know, with Goulian as a safety pilot. I think that'd be super cool, especially if you filmed it. Like if you, if you made it, you know, because like, like there's so much. You can do it too. You can yeah. do it too. And have the have the ability to watch live, you know, hit uh, Goulian's um, instruction, you know? Yeah. No, it'd be I awesome. I think it'd be super cool. Yeah, because there's yeah, so much flying going like, on like, at the same time. You know, you get like the. Um, there's a lot like there's a lot of like little little pods of stuff going on. Like you could easily pull that off. Oh my God. Yeah. And it's just, I think people are intimidated. That's why they don't get into it. Not everybody, but I think it's a little intimidating because it does take a decent amount of work. Um, but if somebody can do it and they can see it happen over a week, cause it can happen. I mean, I, I'd be really hard pressed to say that, you know, you can't take somebody who's, you know, got a private pilot's license, who's, you know, not going to get nauseous and throw up after the first flight, who has the stomach for it. And, you know, get them through the primary sequence, you know, through flying with them and, you know, make it, you know, score sevens or sixes or something, but just to let it actually happen. Cause you know, 99% of people at air venture aren't going to know how to judge a, a roll or um, a vertical right anyway. So what's the difference? Yeah. Just get them through the sequence and make it, make it look like, uh, you know, everybody no, can do it. No. And it's not about winning primary. It's just about being able to do primary with a safety. It's like being like, like right where you would be for a first, competition as a new aerobatic pilot you know yeah yeah that'd be really cool get people to apply maybe you can even do a raffle like it's five bucks to enter and you get a chance to you know to fly with Goulian through air venture or something yeah raise some money that way it's a good idea i think it's a really I'd good idea five bucks i do i was bucks. just gonna say i'd probably I'd, I'd actually try to win that thing <laughs> yeah i'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd win like and then just be like Mike, will you just tickets? fly <laughs> yeah will you just fly i just i'll sit in the back seat i just want to watch you fly the super d <laughs> what's chapman gonna do is he gonna go to air venture you think and just like party and just like drink beer in front of his friends that have to fly and can't drink <laughs> <laughs> there's part of me that's like you know i don't know where he you know he did it right right like he's not oh, too dude, old totally he retired at the right time he 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 wants to live his life and enjoy you know we'd all be fooling ourselves to say that like the air show lifestyle is glamorous and um you know nobody's making it rich and and it's not a it's not you're not royalty you're not a celebrity it's super freaking arduous uh to live an air show season you know full full-time air show pilot season every year um i can't imagine I, I don't know how rob holland does it i don't know how he flies a f like you know world aerobatic champion pilot and <laughs> A full-time air show pilot. I, I don't, I, I don't know where he gets the time. Um, I think he, but, Rob is, 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 he loves flying number one. Yeah. And you know, I think he gets paid for air, well for air shows. I don't know. It's not yeah. my business. Um, and I would he imagine loves, he I does. He, just he should. Absolutely loves it. I mean, we all love it. And I think he, he, he loves it a lot too. And but like, um, like with Chapman though, like, you know, you got to imagine like he's been doing that for so long that I, I would almost be like, I bet he doesn't want to see a fucking air show ever again. I bet he doesn't ever want to set foot on an air show, you know, air show grounds ever again. I could easily, if he was like, you'll never see me at an air show ever again. I could buy, I could totally believe that. Yeah. I'm not would, saying uh, he is like that, but I, I could totally buy it, but maybe he will. Maybe he'll just show up and just like, you know, drinking Jeremiah weed all day. 
you know, just like walking around with his pants down in the freaking campgrounds like, fuck you. I think you're right. I think he's not going to be at an air show because he can't enjoy himself if he goes because everybody's going to be like, well, man, come over here. Well, also, you, oh, go, go steal Michael's plane. Uh. Like, oh, fuck, <laughs> fuck off. I just want to have a beer. And you, you hear how <laughs> analytical he is. You know, it's like he would just watch the, sh- the, the performers and be like, God damn it. I got to go say something to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> totally. But yeah, he, no, you're right. He did it right. He really did it right. And, you know, he is a, um, oh, I hate, I really hate saying this word, but he's totally an inspiration for the younger generation that I get it's not as inexpensive, but there are ways. Um, and it really sounds crappy coming out of my mouth, to be perfectly honest, while I have an SC and I hope I don't sound like a douchebag. But, you know, there's a lot of projects out there, uh, Pitts projects, um, decathlon projects and, you know, sharing airplanes, you know, doing partnerships like my friends. They got a brand new extra 200 and they whacked it up six ways. So there's possibilities. You just got to I think you got to be, you know, hungry for it. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. And and it's feasible. It really is feasible. Um because, you know, if you, like I said, you can get a mid-wing, say you get a mid-wing for, you know, what do you think, $80,000 mid-wings go for now? Yeah. 180. <laughs> 180. So like 180 um, and then whacked up five ways, you get five partners. And I get that if you live in freaking the middle of nowhere, you're not going to find five partners, but just uh, let's pretend like we live in some type of decent city. Hell, even uh, if population. you get, even if you got two, you know, two or three partners. Yeah. In. I think he's got to be hungry about it. I mean, um, I mean, I took a break from aerobatics for a few years because I couldn't afford it. And I just fucking worked my ass off and saved and saved and saved and then did it. Um, so sometimes, you, you know, you might have to leave the sport and save and, you know, get two jobs or whatever and, and, and get back into it. Um, so it's I, I think that it's feasible if you really want it that bad. I really I'd be really hard pressed to uh, to find an argument against that. You know, would you? What would you say? To, what say you? Um, because <laughs> it's hard to talk about this because, like, you know, you're you have an extra, so it's like, oh, anybody could do it, and it's just like, fuck you, man. You know, and I get it. Like, I that's why I don't want to come off sounding like a douchebag. And I know there are cer- certain circumstances that maybe, and that maybe that just make it unavailable for a person. I get that. But generally speaking, I'm talking about. Um, yeah. So I'll give my perspective on that. I, I think, you know, I think there's more than just the cost is prohibitive. Um, and oh, I, like I'm a insurance. perfect. No, I, I like, I'm a perfect example. I, I just, I love aerobatics. I think about aerobatics and, and, and doing aerobatics Every like most of the day, every day, I think about something, whether it's just how much how much I love the extra, um, how much uh, I love flying, how much I love aerobatics, how fun this whole world is. But the the amount of time I think about the idea of competing um, or or what I think about competition, like, you know, I haven't competed, but like competition does not consume my mind. And so like I the where it becomes prohibitive to some people might be the fact that they just, it's just that the whole idea uh, uh, 
around IAC competition just does not sound desirable. You know, I wonder how many people are just like sitting on the fence. Like I will, I love everything about it. The only thing that I can't stomach is the cost versus I love aerobatics. I just, you know, my mind's not there. Uh, I don't have that competition mindset or, you know, I can't dedicate the time to like kind of rise through the ranks in competition. You know, I wonder like what the percentages would be for all those. Yeah. And I get, does that make sense? hundred percent. I wasn't even talking about competition. I was just talking about just getting started. Just in, in general. Like just getting your start. Like obviously if you inherit this, uh, if you inherit okay, get, some ridiculous debt, that's not your fault and you, you got to pay that off. And I get that. Like if, whether it's like a student loan or something like, and you can't fly aerobatics right now, like I, I'm not talking, I'm talking about just a general person who's like, you know what? I'm going to, I have enough money to say, go buy a sports car for 30 grand or 25 grand. Like, it's like, you know what? Like just drive around in, you know, some less expensive car. I don't want to say piece of shit and, you know, go fly aerobatics. I don't know. Well, and that's, so, uh, that's, that's kind of an interesting look into it is like, um, you know, the term is the juice worth the squeeze. Right. And so if, if people are having to budget, aerobatic flying versus like, you know, saving up for a house or, I mean like so many things would make aerobatics, right. uh, hit a back burner unless you have a real passion. And that's why you see like, you know, the people that are, that are doing this, um, with some seriousness, uh, each year are real animals. I mean, it, it takes real dedication and, and tons of money with no reward other than, either your progression through the sport or your, or your scores at the end of a contest, you know? And well, so, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's a lot of rewards. I mean, like we, you meet so many, like look at you and I, like you and I have never met in person, but no. we've become like really close friends or yeah. opposite coasts. And we would have never met if it wasn't for aerobatics. No, I agree. Uh, you're a hundred percent. This podcast wouldn't have been here, you know, entertaining that the dozens the the the, the two maybe three people that uh yeah no I, no I, I dude i'm with you i like the aerobatic yeah. community i like i love the people that i've met i love my friends i love the network um you know i love talking about this stuff i love this world um but for somebody that's like i don't know any of that yet i don't know what i'm getting into um you know the co- the financial cost could be big but I honestly think oh, I, I think the a bigger barrier to like what if somebody's just like I like the idea of aerobatics I just have no idea about aerobatics and I think a huge barrier is the ability to find somebody to go take you up and do aerobatics. So you I'll know, give like, you a perfect I'm going to give you a perfect example with, with this uh, glass air sportsman that we were talking about. Yeah. So I was um obsessing over this airplane on I forget. I don't know. Like a Tuesday. It was like Tuesday. I'm going to make up the dates not because it doesn't even matter. On Tuesday night, I was looking at this airplane on the internet, you know, researching it, yada, yada, yada. Sure. And I'm at the airport on Wednesday and I'm uh, dropping some stuff off. I There's like a half a tea hanger that I use for storage and um, literally there for two hours. And what comes rolling off the taxiway to the fuel pump, but a glass air sportsman. So I'm like, you got to be kidding me. This is awesome. So the guy gets out of the uh, the airplane and I don't even know at this point that this plane is based here. Never seen it here. 
I haven't seen one in person, to be honest. So um, I'm kind of hesitant to go over there because like, you know, I know some people are like busy and I don't want to be like, oh, you know, you got a second. And, you know, it's cold out. It's like 40 degrees out in New York. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go talk to this guy. So I go speak to him. The guy is super duper nice, like really heck of a nice guy. And um, he was explaining it to me. And basically the guy just moved here maybe like a year ago, a little bit less. And um, he's like, yeah, I've been kind of looking for, you know, um, some of the guys around here, you know, some guys to hang out with that, you know, fly tailwheel and kind of heard some scuttlebug about this, you know, some tailwheel airplanes over at south of grassfield and i'm like oh great and you know what i'm trying to get at is that there's people out there but there's no avenue for them to be like to and everything's digital let's face it so like it'd be easy to go on facebook and just be like hey like you know brookhaven airport we have a i don't know a tailwheel club blah, blah, blah. and they can click on that send a message and be like oh yeah we meet like saturday mornings every saturday yeah. like it's just like when it, whoever shows up sure. so and that's my fault for not you know, having that available for say this guy, or, you know, if, if anybody's at fault, if you want to point a finger, but you know, you know, some, I think it's got to take a little bit of initiative. And again, that's something that I, in this specific case, I would have to do. Um, but I think that they're out, there's a lot of people out there, but there's no link to get everybody together. Right. So, I mean, it's probably your, you probably see it, a decent amount at your, maybe, I don't know. I mean, do you see that at your airport? Like that there's people there and then like all of a sudden you're like, Oh, well, I didn't know you guys were here. So I, I, I wrestle with this um, because there's two airports that I've spent a lot of time at that are about 30 minutes apart. Livermore airport, Lima, Victor Kilo and Concord airport, uh, Charlie, Charlie Romeo. And my airplane is now at Charlie, Charlie Romeo, but I did all my, you know, most I say well, pretty much all my certificate ra- certificates and ratings at Livermore. Um, that's where I taught aerobatics. Um, that's where I still fly a lot of aerobatics. That's where the extra 200 is. That's where Brits MX2 is. It's a great airport. Um, there's tons of fun stuff on there. There's two P51s, a P- P40. There's like six that's or awesome. seven T6s. There's what? uh three S2Cs, five S2Bs, a handful of S1s, an S111. Oh my god. Uh, several extras, um, uh, Giles G202, uh, gosh, what else? Wacos and Great Lakes and, um, this is at Concord. This is at Livermore. It's a really, really fun airport. Yeah. It's really fun. Move there. Dude, it's so cool. And so like, I'll give you a great example. I I pull up to Livermore to go fly the 200. Mitch, pull up Livermore airport on the big screen. Sorry, go. (laughs) Freaking Mitch. So I, 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 I go through the gate, you know, I got, I got a gate key and I go through the gate and, you know, people are out like they're the hangar doors are open. People are barbecuing. They're just like kind of chilling. It was a little windy. So not very many people were flying, but you know, people were hanging out and there's cool airplanes. And, you know, I go to like this one hangar next to the extra and, and like this whole family is wet sanding a glass air fuselage, like, like husband, wife, and three kids, you know, are like, partying it up you know at the airport i'm like man this is so cool i go to concord airport and it's a bunch of 90 year old assholes with (laughs) no that like nobody wants to talk to them they don't want to talk to anybody nobody's friendly there it's a go and that is if they're there typically it's a ghost town you know like 
I don't think I saw somebody on my hangar row. I'm not kidding you. For the first six months, I had the airplane there and I flew it a lot. And I, I never saw somebody on my hangar row, even open a hangar door. So and it's full. It's not like it's a ghost town airport, but it feels like it. And so these airport communities are so different um, airport to airport, whereas I would feel way more comfortable to Livermore going up to somebody and being like, you know, you know, you walk. Past, there's nothing better, right? You're at the airport and like you just see a hangar door kind of cracked open. You're like, you kind of like, you know, wince your eyes a little bit. You're like, what the fuck is in there? What is that? And you go over there yeah. and it's like it's just like the coolest thing you've ever seen. It's like some guy that has, you know, one of three of whatever this airplane is that he just babied his entire life. Dude, this is so weird. I just months. pulled up. I just pulled up Livermore Airport at what shows up. Fucking Glass Air Sportsman. It's a sign. Really? There you go. It's a sign. It's yeah. A sign. So I'm yeah. such an idiot. What airport are you at? Uh, CCR. KCCR. No, Concord no, no. Airport. You're at Concord. Okay, so you're yeah. at the shit airport. Yeah. That's where, so that's where my... Li- so I'm, I'm 10 minutes away from Concord, so it's really nice to have the plane here. Oh, I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. Um, so you'll deal with the assholes? It's it's more like I, I it's I don't de- I don't deal with the assholes because like nobody talks to anybody. And so like I could I could just spend the rest of my life at that airport. And I I have a few friends, don't get me wrong, that, that hanger at Concord. So like if I see them, I'll say, hey, but it's not that open arms community like I, I feel that way, man. It sucks, dude. I'll be honest. Like I, I would love to pop a squat out on a Saturday afternoon like listen to music and just watch the airplanes fly. Cause it's a Livermore is a fun airport to watch airplanes fly. There's nothing cool at Concord. I mean, and I mean, not, <laughs> like my airplane is, is it there's maybe a Satabria or something, but really nothing else. That's even halfway decent. And then Livermore is just fucking like, do they have a box? Uh, no. Mm. Well, so no, um, everything's pretty encroached there. There is an APA uh, to the East of us that our chapter uses. Um, but no, not a box nearby, like, like near, near the airport. I mean, it's just, oh, but there's, it looks me. like there's, it's not a lot of housing though. It doesn't seem like a lot of housing. So you can go, the problem is the Victor airways. And so like just North of Livermore and just East of Concord is, is what we call the Mount Diablo practice area. And that's kind of where I go and fly. And in fact, I've actually thought about doing an APA there. I mean, yeah, it's really, it. we, we got to do that, um, podcast it, on APAs. Yeah. Right it, well, hell, you know, let's let's make this a project and let's uh, I'll do an APA there and maybe you can help me in. Yeah, actually, uh, we'll, we'll um, done. Yeah, we'll bring on I don't want to bring on Whisker Biscuits. We'll bring on somebody live either on your mic or here in New York and. You know, fuck it, we can do it. We don't need anybody. Yeah. No, we can. We I'm looking can at Livermore. Happen. What a cool little airport. One runway. That's uh, two. I see one seven left and two, five, right. There's a uh, two, five, right. And two, five left. Oh, there's a little, uh little shit one in hidden in there. Yeah. Little 75 ah. feet by 3000 or something. Oh, that's 3000 feet. Um, it's long. That long. It's um, kind of fun. Uh, you know, it's a little challenging. 75 feet's a little challenging visibility wise in the, in the mid wing. It's not challenging length wise, but um, it can, it can get kind of sporty. Yeah, especially when you're sitting massage. There you go. You can't see shit when you're sitting <laughs> <That's right>. massage. <laughs> I love this saying. Everybody it's, out there, if you um, if you're ever sitting front seat, or if you want to post something on Facebook about you sitting in front seat, we should do like the massage challenge, dude. Okay, I, I had water <laughs> in my mouth. 
I was going to say that I had water in my mouth. The ma- hashtag massage challenge. <laughs> He's going to hate us. He's going to fucking meme the shit. He already did. He already fucking tried to ruin my relationship with like Rob Holland and MX by like putting that flash thing, the USB flash drive with the firewall out there. <laughs> Asshole. This is payback. This is there we go. Payback for that. Yeah. I deleted. He posted it on Facebook. I kept deleting it until like I'm like, fuck it. I can't keep deleting this shit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was so funny. Yeah. Well, funny for you guys, but I think. No, no, no. I know. Uh, like MX how, hate, hate me right now. And I'm like, it's not even I didn't even do it. <laughs> it was well, literally, the, all I wanted to know is like, this is why I should have paid attention to school, because all I wanted to know is how much memory was on this thing, because I was <laughs> that's all I wanted to know. Dude, welcome to the club. <laughs> like I got I got all of uh, massages shit with Adrian and Jorge or George, whatever his name is. Like, oh, my God. Jorge hates you. He fucking hates you. Hates me. You know, well, that's I karma. Did nothing. That's karma for Jorge because you sold the two hundred, and he messaged you. Tell the uh, tell tell our uh, tell this, the world what happened. This, this, this fucking this fucking dick twat waffle. He like <laughs> so. I have ads on bar summers that advertise flight instruction and, and stuff like that, and he'll just ma- like randomly message me like bullshit. Like he trolls super hard all the time, and so I had this extra two hundred listed. Way too far. Yeah, there's way too far, I, like way too much time on his hands. Like I, I actually kind of like how much he thinks about me. It's pretty funny. But, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I had this 200 listed and he messaged some some crap. And I'm just like, dude, for, like it's what's hilarious is he like so you have to fill out the little contact form. Right. So like if you message somebody on Barnstormers, you know, you, it, it like you it clicks to a contact form and then it emails you. And so then it's like. Put your your first name, your last name, your email address, and your phone number. This moron puts all that in, and then trolls me, and so I know it's him. Like he put <laughs> he puts his actual email address, his first Great. and last name, and his phone number in the contact list to then like troll. <laughs> well, explain what a troll is to some of our audience members because we got apparently even, actually we have some we have some elder audience members. So how do I I'll even explain. explain that. So a troll is somebody who wants to hide behind a mask and try to poke fun and get you riled up. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's fair. Pretty much. It's just somebody who wants to who tries to fuck with you and you you do it on purpose to somebody and you try to get them all fucked up and and angry and this and that. That's what trolling is, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Anyway. So he you know, he's he and he's all butthurt because of a meme that or the, some stuff that uh, Maché was saying and then like would tag which me. Which wasn't even and, about him. It wasn't even about him. No, it wasn't about him at all. Um, it was about the, um, was it the, it was about the Gen Pro? No, yeah, it was about the Gen Pro. That's right. I and guarantee yeah, he, you're going to see him in a Gen Pro. If you see him in a Gen Pro, oh my God. There, Well, there, that, that would only make sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of has to be at this point. Like you have to buy a Gen Pro at this point. Like you, you, you freaking rode that wave hard, yeah. <laughs> but, um, how do we get on that topic? Um, Oh, Jorge just memes, and memes and, and yeah, yeah. Um, but no, no, yeah. the selling of the, uh, the 200. Yeah. But we were talking about, uh, he- Mache meaning, uh, memeing you. And then like, I was like, Oh, welcome to the club. Yeah, that's right. No, uh, no, no. We, yeah. we were talking about like, um, because you sold the 200 and it's bad karma. It was karma because like he was trolling you and he was basically telling you like that. Um, 
he would buy it, but he doesn't want to buy it from somebody who is a shitty instructor or some shit, right? Something like that. Like he's like, yeah, oh, you like, ground loop an extra. I was like, I did not ground loop the extra. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> so yeah, it would. But yeah, you know, he's a booger. He knows it. It's all right. Yeah, you'll get some hate mail. Whatever. I'll get another. I'm it'll not- be like, you won't know who this is, but you're an asshole. And it'll be like his first and last name, <laughs> San phone Francisco, number, email again, <laughs> IP address, Spain. Oh. So I got to, um, it was pretty epic on Facebook. Uh, there was the return of the gen pro and I am going to read a quote from, uh, this isn't even planned. We sound like we're actually planning the shit. I'm just scrolling through Facebook here, but I remember something was said. Um, Adrian posted it and what is, ah, shit. I should have found it before I opened up my stupid mouth. Um, Well, what was it regarding? Uh, like the serial numbers? Oh, here it is. Yeah. So, um, no, no, no. Aaron was like, Adrian, no kidding. Congrats. I'm being serious as I'm losing track of these things across the pond. You already got one and two, correct? Serial number one and two. So then Adrian, <laughs> Adrian, I can't even say this seriously. Adrian wrote, um, Aaron, one is a prototype and is backed at the factory now. Hard at work testing future enhancements, making sure Gen Pro stay ahead of the field. <laughs> Like you're not even in the field. Like <laughs> Here, you're not okay. even in the field. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Here's my problem with that is I, so I saw that and then I, and then the original post said the magnificent gen pro. He, oh he described God. it as the magnificent gen pro. Like, dude, just call it gen pro. And it's not ahead of the field. Like you can't say it's ahead of the field if it hasn't beat the field. Like magnificent I, sounds like I'm in my grandma's like, like living room, like, you know, like old people talk like that. They use yeah. like, that's magnificent. That's wonderful. Oh yeah. my God. It's terrific. Like what is that this is a, not, what are you a freaking magician? Welcome. Magnificent yeah. gen pro. It's the magnificent gen pro. We're going to fool you into thinking it's actually an aerobatic plane. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. I, and I just, just let it be what it is. It's a, it's a, it's a new design that is growing it, it, that they're building. You know what I mean? Like that it's, it's, it's not yeah. ahead of the, it's not ahead of anything. Like I, I'm not even talking shit. Like I can't wait to see that thing. improve. Like I, I'm really planning on going to nationals in Vegas, whether I'm just a spectator um, or competing yeah. in um, 2023. I'm excited to see that airplane perform I, legitimately, honestly, wholeheartedly Adrian. I can't wait to see it. I hope to meet you in person. Can't wait. Um, I'm excited. I'm de- no, I'm dead serious. I'm not, I'm not know, joking, but it's just um, going to be super awkward in like first five minutes. And I'm sure it's it'll not be gonna, fine, but it's not gonna be awkward for me. Like he can make it awkward. I don't give a shit. Like it's, I, I have no ill will towards him. I, I share everything the British aerobatic, um, company, you know, posts. Uh, I my, love my goal is to meet Adrian first and then introduce you as this is the magnificent Mark. Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm late. I was just trying to stay ahead of the pack. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, it looks cool. It's got a cool paint job, but I mean, what's just, what's just kind of like, let it be what it is up? though. Yeah. It's just like post, let it fly. It's been around for how many years now Too, it's been around too long to call it magnificent and ahead of the pack. Um, and not to have any footage of and, it. And, yeah. It, like in all fairness and seriousness, like this airplane is marketed 
so poorly. Like I, I said this like one of the early podcasts, like Gen Pro is horrendously marketed. Um, whoever is head of their marketing should be shot. Um, because yeah. it's 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 costing sales. I mean, they they've been around for however many years. They've got you know five sold, and Adrian's bought three. So like that's not <laughs> you know, and I'm not um you know I know we ordered some two seaters. I'm excited to see um what they do, but I want to see them do something. Do something like let's see this yeah. airplane. Put a promo. Put a sick promo video together. You know, really do and it. I think. That was cool with Philip too. Philip kind of called him. I was like, I'm not going to say anything, but <laughs> just look at the results. <laughs> yeah. It, and, you know, and I think that's what started this whole thing um, between Jorge, Mache, myself, and Adrian was like, that's all Mache was saying, you know, and then everybody and got you know, real mad about like, well, you know, I don't see you putting up numbers. And it's like, well, hold on. That's not, that's not what he's saying. He's not saying he could do a better job in an extra than, you know, Adrian or anybody else can in a, a Gen Pro. It's just like, Put it in the capable hands and let's let the airplane talk, you know? Yeah, everybody's allowed to have an opinion. And just because, you know, like people aren't going to listen. Smart people or people that are going to buy your airplane are not going to take the opinion of, of Macha, Mark Pollard, or, you know, Jeff Petro on an airplane. Like if you're that smart where you're going to drive a half million and you know, perform, you know, the performance of an airplane that you want and you could fly, you're going to draw your own basis. So, yeah. The fact that you think that, you know, Macha, who's new to the sport, who just got a midwing, um, can sway people from the only thing that's going to sway people from buying your airplane is when you respond and take what somebody like that says seriously. That's the only thing that's going to hurt you is yourself. Well, and, you know, I feel like, you know, maybe maybe somebody will take our word for it. Like if somebody's like, hey, should I buy an extra? Well, all three of us are going to, you know, we'll have some qualifying questions, but ultimately we'll say, yeah. Like if you're, you know, if you meet X, Y, and Z and you're looking for X, Y, and Z, um, yeah. yeah, buy an extra. But that's, that comes with already a huge reputation in the industry, right? Whereas like if somebody's like, Hey, should I buy a Gen Pro? I, I, I couldn't, I wouldn't say not to, but I could, there's no way I could recommend a Gen Pro. I don't know anything about it and I can't, I haven't even seen it really fly. And so how could yeah. I recommend something you know, and so I feel like that as a company, like how could that company even recommend or sell this airplane without like nobody can see it? Like, you know, Adrian says Sch schedule a demo. What do you what do you it's a single seat. So is somebody going to come in there and fly it themselves and 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 base it on how they f fly it and feel or are they watching you demo it in the air? Like, yeah, it you just fly to me, it's hungry. You yeah, fly it's hungry. To me, it's it's an extremely bizarre uh, all the way across an extremely bizarre way to market an airplane. Now, dude, I'm, I'm getting not excited for Gamebird. I really want to be a dealer in New York, Philip. I know you're listening. Let's let's dude, set this up. You have your West Coast and East Coast channels right here, Philip. Let's do this. Let's Otherwise, do this. we'll fucking shit talk. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you're canceled. Um, no, I, mean, I I feel like you know, dude. If if how. If, I would give Gen Pro an honest shot. I'd, I'd go fly it. Like there's no, I have no ill will towards any of that. Any, uh, you know, with, I had not Gen Pro, not Adrian, not British aerobatic, uh, Academy. Um, I'm a big fan all the way around. I, um, yeah. I just can't I be honest. I'm looking at the elevator. It looks like it's a fucking direct ripoff of the SC. It's probably a little bit different though. I've, so I've heard this is just what I've been told by people is that the wing is almost a direct copy of the 
MX with some minor changes to get around, you know, a direct copy. And then the tail is, sounds very similar to the 330. Yeah. I don't know. You yeah. think if it did that, though, it'd fly really well. well. Let me ask you a business question. And I don't know. Because I'm like, now I'm going to obsess over becoming a Game Bird dealer, which will probably never <laughs> happen. But so if Game Bird had, they have spare, they have airplanes that whether they're demos, maybe, I don't know. So if they get, not give, but if they let you hold on to a demo, let's say like, we'll take West Coast, for instance, like they're like, okay, Mark, we're going to fly out a Game Bird to you. Um, You're going to, you accept, you have to have, um, you have to hanger it, right? But we'll hold the insurance on it. And it needs to fly a minimum of, say, you know, two to four, two to five hours a month. Um, if not being flown with demos. So like, you know, like you, if they have like a potential buyer in California, you'd be like, oh, you know, go see Mark and, you know, he'll take you for a spin and you yeah. have to fly it. But, you know, maybe there's a deal in there where if you sell one, you get a piece or you could be like, no, just give me like flight time in it or some bullshit. Like that seems like a legit thing. Like you don't own the airplane. So it's not like they're losing that much ec- not equity that that much of a uh, value in the airplane yeah yeah so I, i'm that'd be cool oh yeah i i i would i would be a dealer i would want to sign be a dealer up for sure. dibs i got I'm, dibs on the east coast so anybody listening if you think that you're gonna try to pull some wool over my eyes and get a game bird at your fbo fuck off i got dibs you heard it here <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool, man. That'd Hell be really yeah. cool. I mean, I, I, Long Island I, I, I is saturated. Really bad. There's so many people on Long Island. Well, there's so many. The I mean, the airports are just stacked with with people and hangar. You can't get a hangar, so there's definitely some potential here. Maybe. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and and the more it gets out, and you know, the more you can just put out. Like I feel like you know, blanketing social media and the public with just flying it and seeing yeah. it. You know, like it generates buzz. Totally. You know, and, I'm a little um, pissed that he's not going to give one to Sammy. Bullshit. He should. I know. Bullshit. Sam, Sammy messaged me on Facebook. He's like, thanks for trying. <laughs> <laughs> I love Philip's response. He's so German, too. I love yeah. him. Just so serious. Oh, yeah. He's like, no, no. <laughs> well, uh, he could, you know, buy one. He could buy one. Oh, uh, okay. We didn't think of that. Oh, shit. Why didn't I think of that? what else we got i love dude? when we have i love when we have guests on and they give like like you and i gear up to ask like some really cool questions like we know what we're talking about and we're like yeah so like you know what's the deal with this and this and they're like oh it's this and it's like the conversation just ends like, <laughs> like, oh, all right just, thanks <laughs> all right and that's the show moving on <laughs> <laughs> that's all we have here folks <laughs> yeah no i'm excited i think the um I think the uh, the two big highlights from last week and talking about today, Philip coming back to competition, um, and this air show uh, at Air Venture with two X at the same time. I think that's um, that could be game changing, mm-hmm. um, especially with like other air shows around the country. If it if it hits well there, there's no reason why other air shows shouldn't do it. I think no it's a reason. great idea. Yeah, yeah, and I think you know, you know, I think what we'll probably see too is like the in the in the interest of, of trying to keep shows open um granted you know you got to charge more but making a ticket system to where maybe you book a slot 
right? Like a day, right? Like, you know, shows are, are Saturday, Sunday, right? Maybe you, you can't go both days or, you know, you yeah. sell X number of tickets for each day. And if they sell out, they sell out. Um, That's what they do we here. Get, we we got to get the show season back. You know, I, I say this as a spectator because I, I just really miss it. You know, there's got to be yeah. some more innovative ways we can do so we don't see another cancellation like we did in 2020. I'm yeah, hoping. Man. I mean, Nothing wood. honestly, if they put out an air show that was I'm not talking about just like ripping off, ripping some like GoPro footage and like copy pasting it on some like crappy site. Like if they did. I remember when like live air show TV did some stuff. Yeah. Like when they if it was a produced thing and and if I knew the trick is, is that. Well, not so much a trick, but you can't like say you're going to charge for, say, the live show, like say online. We have an air show here called Jones Beach Air Show. So if they're like, oh, it's five dollars to watch the Jones Beach Air Show. But if I knew that I can watch that air show two days later on like YouTube for free, I'm not paying the five dollars. Like, Right. I don't know. I'm just in. I don't know. I'm cheap. Yeah. But if they made sure that like, no, like even after two days, you still have to pay five. Like then you'd pay. And um, I would pay to, I would pay. Well, actually I take that back. If I knew I was supporting like, like Rob or other air show performers, like if he flew Jones beach and he was like, okay, it's $5 to watch the air show, you know, and X percent goes to this performer X percent or whatever. It gets divvied up amongst the performers. I would hundred percent do it. And I think a lot of people would do that. Yeah. Um, But if it's not really benefiting the, uh, the local person, you know, or the, or, or, you know, the talent, whatever you want to call it, then I don't think people are going to want to do it because they know it's just going to go to some big conglomerate that sponsor, you know, whatever. And you don't know where your money's going. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, even if Rob was like, you know, if Rob, this kind of is like great topic to talk about. Like if some big air show performer or whomever was like, yeah, I'm going to do a virtual air show. It's not going to be, you know, um, given you know done it's not going to be recorded and let let scene free after and it's twenty dollars to to watch and you get a you know a sticker mail to you and um you know basically i don't know it's like you get an interview you know they interview you and there's some of this like other like you know what i'm saying so yeah i think that would be cool where you're supporting somebody local like that it's not about the air show i think it's about you know, supporting these guys, but making sure that they get the money. That's the thing. totally agree. Totally agree. So yeah, man. Hey, maybe we should do something. I, we should, you know, what if we did like a, um, how do we do this? Like a, we'd have to like schedule it like three months out and it'd be live only. And, you know, you got to pay to get in and it just goes right to the performer. I think it's a good idea. There's got to be, there's, yeah, right? there's, there has to be, you know, innovative and creative ways to do this stuff. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, man. Well, yeah, that's about it. What about you? I don't think I have anything else, dude. When are your wheel pins getting back? Oh yeah. So, um, wheel pins an annual right now. So that's actually, well, actually it's, it's out of, it's finished. The annual's done. Um, we're waiting to, um, we need two soft lines to complete the front brakes, uh, to restore the front brakes to, nice. um, its original glory. So this is, as I, as far as I know, um, just from talking to the other owners, 
This is the last midwing, the Northern Light, um, last Northern Lights midwing to get its front brakes back because um, it didn't have front mm-hmm. brakes when we bought it. Um, so that'll be cool. And then um, wheel pants uh, were or wheel pant was dropped off yesterday and I should be able to pick it up Monday or Tuesday. And so um, it's my my oldest daughter's eighth birthday today. We leave tomorrow to go to Carmel for a few days and I'm nice. back Sunday. And so hopefully everything will be kind of I'll have the brake lines, um, have the wheel pant and I can button everything up Tuesday with the IA Sweet. And, and be done with it, man. So let me ask you um, one last question and then you got to bounce because I didn't I forgot it was your daughter's birthday. <laughs> no, it's all good. Uh, so um, you bought your wheel pants from Massage, the front seat yeah. bandit. Front seat bandit. Uh, what did he did he, uh, did he take advantage? Did he? Uh, how, how did he treat you? Was he gentle? I have <laughs> no balls left. And I and I got I owe him a kidney. Um, no, he was very reasonable. Um, cause he's got some stuff in the works, which are, which is cool. Um, and he can't use these wheel pants. My, I would have sent you them for free. That's what kind of guy I am. Well, if you, I'm, I'm always interested in more wheel pants, uh, cause apparently <laughs> it's a thing. So if you ever want to ship me wheel pants, let me know. Did he send you some, uh, some <laughs> Chinatown extra uh, swag too? Some of his he did. Extra <laughs> Chinatown <laughs> extra swag. He did. <laughs> Got a, oh got a couple God. hats out of the deal. Yeah. And, and then this bastard didn't even clean the bugs off the wheel pants. You know, he shipped me these serious? wheel pants after he flew and didn't even clean them. You know what? Yeah. That's bullshit because I'm the, convinced that he doesn't even clean his airplane. You know how he posts like, oh, he's cleaned my airplane. It's probably dirty. He probably did it one time and the thing is probably dirty as shit right now. You know what's funny? I So I, I get this huge box, right, with the wheel pan in it. It packaged, packaged was or the, the packaging was superb 10 out of 10 stars mr massage very very nice packaging okay, okay so we're um, starting out good starting out good i i cut the box open okay full of packing peanuts which is oh gonna be a nightmare to minus, dispose of minus yeah. one point. <laughs> but it was very right, well right packaged. um i get the wheel pan out and i i cut open the packaging uh of the wheel pan and it smells delicious and i'm like oh that's quick really? detailer like yeah you can tell he's you know, wiped it down with, with quick detailer or some spray wax or something. Um, cause it smelled really good, but he didn't clean it on the flight before, uh, or he didn't clean it after the flight before sending me the wheel pants. So it had bugs on it, but it, it did smell really good. So I'm, I'm not sure how to give him, um, uh, the overall rating. If it's, you know, four stars or three, it's not five. Is he on, can't get, can't is he on five. Yelp? No, fuck him. I don't know. I don't know if he's on Yelp, but I'm definitely like, you know, just kind of tell people like, look, you can buy something from him, but there might be bugs on it. It's going to smell great. Might be some bugs on that shit, though. Might be some Polish must on it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the painter was like, dude, look, I know you're going to I know this wheel pan is white and you're painting it your PPG, you know, maroon color. But I have to charge you an extra hour to get the bugs off. So I'm, I'm paying yeah. another 80 bucks to get the bugs off this thing. Thanks a lot. Fancy yeah. asshole. Yeah, front seat freaking bastard. All right, but, yeah, uh, so um, we can sign off for that. Got, and then, man. yeah, the, mosh, the, the massage challenge. Masa- hashtag massage challenge. Sit in the front seat of something that you could easily sit in the real, in the real seat of something. Take a seat. Take, take a selfie and post massage challenge. 
<laughs> oh my god. I- I might sit like on, you know, like with the SC where the fuel cap is. I might yeah. sit on the fuel cap just to say I can sit in the front. <laughs> Massage challenge. Oh, my God. This has to hit. Marco, um, who are some of our, our, our prime fans here? Oh, Marco. Bo. Um, Got to do it. Let's see here. Uh, that's, that's Dave Brother. Yeah. Luke. Um, Luke. Come on. Luke, get on board, yeah. Luke. Yeah, Luke's definitely gonna do it. He better. He's got the perfect airplane for it. Cancel him. He doesn't. <laughs> Give him the old and, hashtag uh, Canadian cancel. And uh, I'm gonna call out Rob Holland, Chapman, and Gulian because we know you're all listening. You better sit oh, in the front hell seat. Oh yeah, front seat challenge, massage <laughs> challenge. <laughs> he deserves it because he ripped on you so much with the booster seat. Yeah, yeah. Terrible. Yeah, and it'd be one thing if he was six one. The dude is five seven and a half. <laughs> three quarters on a good day oh man that's funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah tuesday when i, I go do. finish my airplane I'm, I'm gonna take a picture in the front seat i'm gonna massage challenges thing i don't care where i am for the next year of my life if i see some airplane with the front hole i'm just gonna be like hey i, I don't know you but just guess in the front seat of your airplane for two seconds <laughs> it's a long story but i gotta get a picture of in the front seat <laughs> thanks thank you <laughs> <laughs> oh my god what else dude is that it i'm i'm that's it tell uh tell your uh family happy birthday tell you i will happy birthday we're gonna go eat some cake and i'm gonna probably have a glass of wine because why not yeah dad of the year yeah. right dad of the year that's it <laughs> i bought her in and out today for lunch so she's happy all right done done you know done my job's done so without can't go one episode without mentioning in and out or Bay Area. <laughs> <laughs> I am wearing shorts today, if that helps. No, it does not help. It does not help. <laughs> today was blissfully sunny and 46 degrees, so it's like, <sighs> it's just such a, it's just torture. It's awful. Playing with me. God is just awful. playing head games with me. Hey, look at the blue sky, but when you go outside, you freeze to death. Yeah. Don't close your eyelids. They'll shut. They'll freeze. Yeah. Yeah. Luke is probably like, you assholes, it's negative 20 here. <laughs> Even Aaron, Aaron McCarthy, like, dude, it's negative. It was negative 49 last night in Iowa. Yeah. Oh, man. I might, yeah, this is how obsessive I am. I might start looking at like houses for sale near Livermore. <laughs> dude, come out, man. It's beautiful out that. here. Let's open up a soul brew. Yeah. Hell yeah. Just start getting people caffeinated, getting addicted yeah. to caffeine. Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, cool, man. Cool. All cool, right, cool. guys. Episode 25. 25er. Yeah. In the biggity bag. Anything else? No, I'm good. Sweet. Please subscribe on uh, iTunes, Spotify. Oh, gosh. Amazon Music, Google Play. Where else are we? We're everywhere. Um, Audible. Um, yeah, you can just download the episode. Something. It's easier. Download, download the episode, uh, rate and review the show, throw us a little money in the, uh, the donate button there on the website, flycoolshit.com. If you love the show, uh, we're going to start working on merch pretty soon. I've been getting a lot of requests for shirts and, and stuff. So we got, you and I got to work on that. Um, okay. And some stickers, but uh, we'll work on that. And then, uh, until next I thought week, we were going to do, con- we were gonna do condoms. I thought condoms, dude, who the fuck wears it's 2021. Who's wearing condoms? <laughs>
That's oh, so 1997. God. It is. It is. I get it. I get it. All right. Well, we can do condom. <laughs> pe- we can do condom pedo tube covers. That's a good idea, dude. We should do fly cool shit removable for flight pedo cover condoms. Yes. I, I'm. I'm feels, on board with. That. Okay. And then on oh, no, it feels like the real thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's ribbed for the airplane's pleasure. Don't forget to take it off because it feels like the real thing. <laughs> <laughs> and canceled. <laughs> I hope somebody's wife just like walked in on them listening to this episode and the whole time it's been pretty safe. And then that last like 15 seconds just <laughs> ruined their life. <laughs> what are you listening to? What this is this garbage? Swear. I swear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they all say. Listen to dudes talking about condoms on airplanes. That's what you're listening to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Pin time. Episode 25. Till next time, Mr. Petro. Later, dude. Happy birthday. I'll uh, I'll pass it along. Later, brother. Thank you for listening to another episode of Fly Cool Shit. Be sure to check out our website at www.flycoolshit.com. Subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes and Spotify. Any questions, comments, or feedback, shoot us an email at flycoolshit at gmail.com. 